Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, May 12th. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen has released detailed guidelines for her plan to reopen portions of the city's economy. They provide industry-specific details for how some businesses should operate, including stores, restaurants, salons, tattoo parlors, and pet groomers. The guidelines require all businesses to provide face masks to workers and volunteers. It also orders employees to maintain six feet of social distancing. The peak of COVID-19 cases may not come until mid-June in Illinois. That's about a month later than originally predicted. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the new estimate is disheartening, but it also shows Illinois is starting to flatten the curve. Also, Pritzker's office says a senior staff member has tested positive for COVID-19. All senior administration officials are now working from home. The office says the staff member tested positive last week and was in close proximity to the governor. Pritzker and all other staff members have tested negative. St. Louis County has created a rapid response team to help slow the spread of the coronavirus in local nursing homes and long-term care facilities. The on-call team of health department staff and epidemiologists is available 24 hours a day. County Executive Sam Page says workers will provide on-site coronavirus testing at nursing facilities, staff training, deep cleaning, and contact tracing of people who have interacted with sick individuals. Here are the numbers. There are more than 9,900 positive COVID-19 results out of more than 120,000 tests in Missouri. The state reports nearly 490 deaths. In Illinois, there have been nearly 80,000 positive results and more than 442,000 tests. Health officials report more than 3,400 deaths. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on Senator Josh Hawley's plan to have the federal government pay a big chunk of employee salaries for many businesses coping with the outbreak. As we mentioned, some non-essential businesses in St. Louis will be able to reopen on May 18th. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports Mayor Lida Krusen has released specific details on how they will be able to operate. By next week, businesses including retail stores, restaurants, and bars will be able to start serving customers inside again. The order lays out rules for how offices, hotels, construction, and manufacturing businesses should operate if they choose to reopen. Gyms, fitness centers, banquet halls, and other large venues must remain closed. In general, workers should maintain six feet of social distance from coworkers and customers, according to Krusen's plan. They'll have to wear masks while working, which employers must provide. The plan also calls on employers to monitor their workers' health every day by taking temperatures and screening for COVID-19 symptoms. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. The push to reopen is prompting officials in Madison County to possibly defy Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's plan to gradually restart the state's economy. The county's health board will vote today on a resolution which could lift any general stay-at-home order in the county. It would also allow businesses and churches to reopen if they notify the board and have a plan for what officials describe as a safe and responsible reopening. Members of Madison County's Health Department are warning against reopening too soon. They say local hospitals could be overwhelmed with coronavirus cases. 
Madison County's possible move to reopen comes as state officials say the peak of COVID-19 cases in Illinois may come in the middle of next month. That's later than originally thought. Sam Dunklop reports. Public health officials had been predicting a peak this month, but now that the state has collected more data on coronavirus cases, deaths, and hospital rates, the peak prediction has changed along with it. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the new estimate is disheartening, but it also shows Illinois has been doing something right. It's starting to flatten its curve. What we've been aiming to do since early March is slow down the exponential rate of transmission. While the data trends appear to show a later peak than expected, stay-at-home restrictions may ease in all but one Illinois region by next month. Since the start of May, all areas of the state except Chicagoland have so far been meeting the governor's thresholds for phased reopening. I'm Sam Dunklaw. Union representatives are worried that Metro Transit is planning to resume fare collection too soon. The agency wants to start collecting the money next month after pausing such action in March to allow passengers and drivers to keep a safe distance during the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports. Metro Transit began requiring all passengers on St. Louis Regional Public Transit to wear masks this week. Drivers are already provided protective equipment. Metro says all that should make it safer for drivers to start collecting bus fares again in June. But Union President Reggie Howard says he wants to see St. Louis coronavirus cases decline more consistently before fare collection resumes. People are afraid right now because the numbers are constantly climbing. But while we do it, see what happens. You know, but we don't want to do it at any expense for the operators. Metro representatives say they hope fare collection will make the buses safer by discouraging people from taking non-essential trips. I'm Kay Petron, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department's assistant chief is suing the city and department. Lieutenant Colonel Lawrence O'Toole says he was not promoted to chief because of race. The Post-Dispatch reports O'Toole claims in the lawsuit that he was told if the Jason Stockley-related protests did not happen, he would be chief. Stockley is a former police officer who was found not guilty of murder three years ago, leading to citywide protests. O'Toole, who is white, also filed a complaint about the chief selection process in 2018. Missouri Senator Josh Hawley is putting forth an ambitious plan to tackle mass unemployment brought about by coronavirus. Instead of laid-off workers collecting unemployment benefits, the Republican senator wants the federal government to help pay a big slice of those salaries. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports the idea has supporters among Democrats and economists, but an uncertain path to implementation. Here's how Holly's plan would work. Companies that can show that they were affected by COVID-19 could have the federal government cover the income of employees up to 80 percent of the national median wage. Holly says that can be calculated in a number of ways, but it could come out to around $50,000 a year for each employee. Holly says the money, which would come from federal general revenue and would be available to small and large companies, would be delivered through existing payroll systems. He sees this plan as a way to deliver some certainty within an economic calamity. People are getting stir-crazy. They want to go back to work, but they're also willing to do their part to break the back of this health epidemic. People being able to say, you know what, even if I am told I cannot physically go to work, I may not like that, but if I know I'm going to have my job, then, you know, that makes a little difference. Now, it should be noted that Holly's idea is not necessarily new. 
Many European countries have been directly aiding workers as a way to prevent widespread unemployment amid the COVID-19 crisis. Radha Christian Gopalan, a business professor at Washington University, says these programs are obviously helpful for workers who don't have to slog through a job search in a bad economy. But he also says it's beneficial to employers, too. We also avoid the hiring costs. So once firms lay off workers, then they have to hire new employees. They have to have an orientation. They have to onboard them. Some congressional Democrats have put forth more aggressive versions of what Holly is proposing. These plans cover anywhere from $90,000 to $100,000 of employee salaries. London School of Economics professor Camila Day says having a higher cap is important to make sure the program helps people that reside in places with high costs of living. The fact that you know you have a cap means that you uh, are just replacing a fraction of income that kind of declines when you get a salary that is above that cap. Okay, how much is enough in that sense? Well, it depends a lot also on you know what you are doing with the unemployment insurance. Holly says he wants to prioritize workers who are at or below the median wage because quote they are the most vulnerable. And Kansas City Democratic Congressman Emmanuel Cleaver says the differences between plans is a good thing, since it could bring Republicans and Democrats who support the idea to the bargaining table. Cleaver, who is supporting a more expansive House plan, says Holly's embrace of directly guaranteeing salaries of workers is critical to getting the idea into the next round of coronavirus legislation. It's one of the most uh, interesting and, and for our country, innovative ways to deal with uh, a pandemic. Whether other Republicans feel as enthused as Cleaver and Holly remains to be seen. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and other Republicans have said they're wary of passing coronavirus-related bills that heap on more debt, and there's no question that any direct subsidy of worker salaries will cost a lot of money. And some conservative activists, such as Carl Bearden of United for Missouri, are not enamored with the proposal. It's more of a New Deal kind of program that... uh really will saddle us with a lot of debt and is the wrong thing for government to do. Holly, though, has said there should be governmental action since state and local governments shut businesses down to deal with the coronavirus outbreak. He also says that tens of millions of people who are now unemployed are expecting elected officials to act. Facts about jobs are going to be hard facts to ignore. And unfortunately, it's not going away. I mean, I hope that we will see those unemployment numbers come down. But my guess is we're not going to see them come down meaningfully anytime soon absent some action uh, to get this economy jump-started. Holly went on to say that America won't have an economy to reopen if nobody has jobs. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.